0: Hey everyone, Paul Fontaine here from In The Clinch, the MMA podcast on the Fight Game Media Network. Each week, myself and co-host Ryan Frederick break down the week that was in the world of mixed martial arts and preview upcoming shows in UFC and other major promotions. Ryan and I are both accredited UFC media members and our tweets are featured each weekend on ESPN broadcasts of the fights. So join Ryan and myself every Tuesday morning for In The Clinch, exclusively on the Fight Game Media Network, available on all major podcast platforms.
1: Hey, what's up, guys? It's Mike, host of Brace for Impact. Uh, I want to start the show off by apologizing for the audio quality this week. Uh, JD was unable to make it, and so I I scrambled around, and I found a a, a great guest, God Illa, uh, who is a Patreon subscriber, and he's one of my good friends. Um, He's a very knowledgeable guy, a big-time wrestling fan, and a super impact fan. But unfortunately, he and I had some connection issues, and there's this little weird kind of clicking sound that happens all throughout the show. Um, and, And so that makes Makes it kind of kind of uh, distracting while you're listening so I I do want to apologize it's not something that is typical of this show uh, we do pride ourselves on having good audio quality but this week we were just uh, we we're a little bit behind and we were kind of scrambling around to make sure that we got a show done and I wanted to present you guys a great show this week and I do think it's a great show so please uh, stick with it uh, but unfortunately there's gonna be a little bit of a distracting noise in the background just uh, put it out of your mind just uh, just don't don't listen to it uh, just check out uh, the the cool uh, the cool episode that We have this week. Uh, God illa was a great guest. Um, So please, please just stick with it. And I, I do apologize. Thank you. Hey, now it's Brace for Impact. And I am your host, Mike Gilbert. And I am joined this week. Not by JD, he's taking a little bit of a break, he's on a little bit of a hiatus, he's a, he's a busy busy guy that JD by God Oliva, but I'm actually here joined by someone that I'm really excited to introduce, I'm I'm super happy that he's on this week, he is uh, one of the top rappers on the Boston scene, and uh, uh, our, our homie, <laughs> our homie God Ella, man, what's going on brother? What's
0: poppin', big Mike, how you doing man? I'm I'm, glad to be here.
1: Man, I'm, I'm glad you're here. I know I know I'm keeping you up real late at night tonight. Uh, we, you know, I gotta, I gotta apologize to the people. We typically will record on uh, Thursday nights. Uh, last week being Thanksgiving, we postponed to Friday. And then uh, yesterday uh, I talked to JD and he just was not going to be able to make the show last night. So I had to call on an audible, call in some reinforcements and uh, God uh, our, our our guy, a Patreon subscriber, listener since day one friend of the show uh offered to step up but tonight was the night that he could do it so hey we're doing it on a friday night man friday night special how 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 did your Friday night go for you tonight
0: my man i've been i've been up to six o'clock this morning went to work at 10 30 got to work at 9 30 at night and i cannot be more excited to be here right now man I was <laughs> looking forward to this all day
1: <laughs> so <laughs> no so my
0: friday was my Friday was good because i knew this is how it was ending so i'm good man
1: that's awesome man that's awesome yeah i i uh I, I am an early riser myself man so um and i and i've had a good week um you know a, a lot funner week this week man and a lot better week of impact to talk about to say the least um for real yeah we're 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 back to our normally scheduled programming not that not that like uh look i I think Russell house is more of a guilty pleasure. Like it's one of those things that it's like, you watch it, you're kind of embarrassed that you might've enjoyed it a little bit.
0: Uh, <laughs> I gotta be, um, I gotta be honest, man. So I don't, I don't hate Russell house because one of the reasons that I really like impact Wrestling is because I think they do a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. That being said, I am firmly a believer and it should just be like impact plus content. Yeah, you know and I'm saying like I'm I'm fully with you on that. It, that should not be a full episode. But hey, kudos to them. They entertained at least forty-eight thousand people. So yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So good for them. <laughs> so yeah. good for them on that front,
1: man. Yeah. No. Uh. Yeah. Hey. Sometimes you just gotta try shit, and they they tried it out, man. But uh, um. Hey. You know, last night's episode, I I gotta say, uh, was pretty freaking good i i watched it i watched every single second of it i i didn't think there was any part of the show that was actually bad and i usually have pretty good complaints about the show but um there's some finishes that i disagreed with but overall i thought the show was a pretty entertaining show it was a solid show this week what did you think of it
0: i i so i watched this show twice because i wanted to be prepared for when i came on here this was a very easy show to watch um going by what you said for finishes let's let's be real if moose is superman roll-ups is chris kryptonite for him
1: like
0: <laughs> I, I don't get that that being said we'll get to that as you know as the show goes on but i thought it was a really good show i really enjoyed it
1: yeah me too man so tonight we started off on a bti we had a jake mm-hmm. something defeating Higaleo. uh new, new jake something getting the w man he's he's not on the main show so impact, you know we we were kind of pretty pissed about the way that they were treating Jake something. And I didn't like the fact that he was doing an intergender match with these hundred pound girls and stuff like that and not just totally murdering them. but uh, he's two weeks in a row, he's bounced back on the pre-show, getting some victories. In impact and and i think in aew too, they they ramp these guys up a little bit they give them a title shot and then they push them back down and they cool them off for a while and then try to position them to where they will bring them back up a little bit so i think that they're still they're still a little they're still behind jake something to an extent um he's just kind of uh he's just kind of taking a break from the spotlight for a while
0: i i can, I can agree with that i don't i don't get how you don't know what to do with somebody like jake something no yeah, like I, I don't get that, man. Like the dude, is, the dude just puts out bangers. He's got an insanely good look. Um, from, from what I can tell, he's not a terrible talker. I haven't heard him do much Mike stuff, but he doesn't seem too uncomfortable with it. And there are a lot, there are people that are a lot worse at doing it that are in the spotlight than he is. So, I mean, I'm glad he got the win. That made like that that right there started to show off good because mm-hmm. Jake got a win. Yeah, and. If you like me, you did not expect that. So, um, (laughs) I was really happy to see Jake get a clean win over Hikalayu.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, which shows the strength of the new Japan relationship that, uh, Guys like Hikale are coming over to Impact and taking some L's and and uh, learning the game a little bit. And I think Hikale is going to be a good wrestler one day. Uh, whenever he gets out of that uh, that dojo system and they start to push him up and higher in the card over in New Japan, so it's kind of cool to see him develop here in Impact.
0: Oh, definitely. Uh, one of the things that you and JD had talked about before that was um that uh really made me watch, dude was y'all saying that he didn't really wrestle like a big man. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if you guys noticed, but ever since he wrestled Doc Gallows, it's a little bit different. Like he yeah. seems to know how to sell a little bit different, a little bit better as a big man. And they seem to be uh, trying to match him up with bigger people, which is really helping. So I really enjoyed the match with him and Jake. I thought it was real hard hitting or whatnot. It was nothing special, but I I, I definitely dug it, man. Definitely dug it
1: awesome man awesome so they opened up with a recap of uh, turning points cardona versus morrissey match uh jonah's debut attacking josh alexander as well as turning point main event and then uh matt cardona came out to the ring to open the show he talked about coming close to defeating morrissey um and if it wasn't for morrissey who took out the referee uh, and moose who got involved that he would have gotten the the victory and then of course our, our guy moose came out and uh He started some mad shit talking, man, to uh, Cardona, and he and he busted out one of my favorite sayings. Now I don't know that I invented this, I and I actually don't think I (laughs) do. You know, the first person I heard say it was our guy Lucha Doncic. He's the one I, I took it from him, but I think he got it from somebody else. But I kind of like made it my thing. And I've been saying it everywhere. He called him mid Cardona and said, you, you can't hang with the top because you're just a mid Carter. So we're going to call you mid Cardona. So I was just, I was pleased as shit to hear him call uh, Cardona mid Cardona. That's my favorite thing on the show.
0: Yeah. You know, if I'm, we're going to get to the ending later, but how good these two had chemistry is really what disappoints me about the uh, announcement we're going to get into later. I'll say that much.
1: Uh, then uh, Cardona slapped the mic from Moose's hands, and they started brawling. And then Morrissey came out to aid Moose. And then Cardona managed to take him down. But after the distraction, Moose, Moose hit the lights out. And then Eddie Edwards came down, uh, ran down for the save. And then uh, Moose ran away before C- Cardona could land his uh, radio silence. So um, that's going to set up the, the main event, the tag team main event between those four. Um, but I a really really strong opening segment. I really dug it, and uh, you know, I love I love Moose. Um, and Cardona's really growing on me too. I gotta say.
0: Yeah, I um I didn't I didn't see a lot of him as Zach Ryder. So I hear like the comparisons where people say, "Oh, well, he's just pretty much Zach Ryder." And in fact, I don't. I only noticed the, the woo-woo-woo guy, so that, I don't really see that. That being said, I am a firm believer that he should be a heel, but I did yeah. like his work here, man. I thought this was dope. Um, I think him and Moose can, make, can have a pretty good match, better than uh, him and Morrissey had at Turning yeah. Point.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, Violent, by Des- Violent by Design didn't cut a promo about their match at Turning Point where they showed uh, Rhino. What happens when someone betrays them? Uh, EY said that tonight they take out Rich Swann and Willie Mack on the path to the tag team titles. Um, yeah, Strong promo by Violent By Design. Good stuff. Good stuff from those guys.
0: Very strong. Hey, this was really good, in my opinion. This was really, really good. These Violent By Design promos, when they first started, were severely overproduced. Mm-hmm. You know, They were sitting there, they would say one word, and then like the, the same word would repeat. Like twenty fucking times throughout the promo and it would just be like, the hell is going on, man? <laughs> what the fuck are they doing? Or whatnot. But this, it seems like they knew what to cut out and how to keep it uh and how to keep it very simple. The camera angles was dope, man. And you know, and I don't think there's anybody that watches wrestling that can say EY is a bad promo.
1: No, he's uh he's one of my favorite promos. Um so, yeah, backstage, Scott Demore and Cardona met. They made the match for later in the evening. And then Jordan Grace and Rachel Ellering walk up to Demore, And, of course, they want to be in the Ultimate X match. Tasha Steeles and Savannah Evans wants to be in the Ultimate X match. They bump into each other somehow. And next thing you know, we get an Evans and uh, Ellering uh, matchup for later. And then all of a sudden um, – actually, no, this that didn't happen just yet. So, uh, e- Evans and Ellering will wrestle for the final spot of the match. Um and the next, we got Chris Saban uh, defeating... Hold up, did
0: they... Oh, hold up. Sorry, did they say that? He didn't say it. He just said he wanted in the wrestle. Did he say it was yeah. for a spot in um, Ultimate X?
1: You know what? I don't think he said that, but that's what is written here by this recapper dude, uh, our the guy Garza from the wrestling observer. So I don't think that that's the case. Uh, that's just the case of, okay. of me being like anchorman and reading the teleprompter. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so next, next we get uh, Chris Saban. He defeated Matthew Ray Walt. And I thank God every day that he defeated Ray Walt. They did not want to see Saban take the L here. Um, and uh, Deanna Praza was out on commentary. And I thought that was pretty effective. Good match between these two guys. Um, Perazzo got involved. Mickey James uh helped out to Chris Saban. and the next thing you know, Saban hit the uh, the uh, the aftershock. What the hell, the what the hell's the move his move called?
0: Cradle Shock, Cradle, cradle shock. shock,
1: aftershock. That was the yeah. name of so that was something else. Yeah, he gets a cradle shock That's for the win, liquor. yeah.
0: Aftersho- is <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I
1: thought I thought it was kind of cool to have Prazzo on commentary here. And um Mickey James Brawl was good. Uh I, I liked everything about this, especially the fact that Saban won.
0: Yes. So when um when Ray Wall hit his uh his finisher there, I just looked at it and I was like, but Laredo Laredo kid kicked out of this shit. Like, no way <laughs> he's beating Chris Saban.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so um the i agree the whole segment was dope i didn't get why Mickey james ran down with her title on it <laughs> kind of weird to me it yeah. seemed like she was having trouble running with it and so but other than that i dug the segment and i really 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 liked Deanna parazo's new um character work you mm. were absent when uh jd and i believe matt talked about the show yeah and so you uh and so i didn't so we didn't really get your opinion on um how you felt about the the sit down interview with Deanna Perazzo and Gia Miller, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah. And so like that was like the start of a new that was like the start of a new character for her, and uh and I remember listening to you and JD talk about the fact that if she lost the title, it can take her in a whole new direction, and that's exactly what they're doing it, man, and I'm I'm digging it, I'm liking it a lot.
1: Yeah, no, I know. I, I really dig it. And I, I'm just a huge fan of Perrazzo altogether, to be honest with you. But I, I really dig this new direction that she's got. She's uh, more cerebral, I would say. And um, and she's still kind of whiny because she's a heel, but I feel like she's less whiny, if that makes sense. Um, Just kind of more more vindictive right now. I Because really... it's
0: not in her voice anymore.
1: Yeah, yeah. Her voice, you know. But that quiver
0: is her... not in her voice.
1: Yeah, her her voice just cracks all the time whenever she's talking, so that can be kind of tough to get through. But um, I I really I really dug her last night. I dug her stuff two weeks ago when she did a sit down with Miller. I thought that was a pretty strong segment. Um, so we we go we go to the back and uh, Chelsea Green asked Demore, and I think if there was one thing on the show I didn't like, it was this small segment with Chelsea Green asking Demore for a spot because it just came off as just totally contr- like weird. She, she's just like creepy. Like she's just, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with her. Um, do you and, think, do you? I'm sorry to cut you off. No, go ahead.
0: Do you think she's actually leaning towards that hot mess character now? I, I think the way she was acting was really off.
1: Yeah. I think that she should. Cause she sucks. Otherwise. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know, if it I couldn't tell if it was like, is she going to the hot cat the hot mess character, or is she just that shitty? <laughs> saying, I can't <laughs> tell which which one it was, but hopefully it's getting into the more of the character work.
1: Yeah, yeah. Ho- hopefully it is because she's far more interesting as hot mess. Um, but mm-hmm. she asked for a spot at the Ultimate X match, and then Alicia Edwards, of course, asked for a spot. Um, I get the feeling uh, BQ is going to be happy, and that Alicia Edwards is going to find her way in that fucking match. So. Um, oh no fuck way <laughs> shout out shout out to, B, <laughs> shout out to bq I, I hope he gets his wish that's his favorite wrestler in the entire world so um, for real
0: <laughs> um, for real i don't know why
1: yeah and <laughs> I then, like uh, I do. yeah and then uh this goofy motherfucker named jiva Vidal comes out he's got this big shitty grin on his face and he's just asking for an opportunity and uh, Demore said he only had a, one match available and it was against Jonah and the brother Denver shit his pants. And that was cool. That was funny.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm starting. Um, I'm starting to think we was wrong that Caleb should have did the, the job to Suzuki should have been Jay Fidel. <laughs> you yeah, know good. how to get his ass whooped yeah. very well.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> He he came he came out to beat Jonah and Jonah beat the piss out of this poor boy man he he got him with that top rope plancha and that shit looked stiff as hell man he looked like he squashed this kid um because you know you know um Jonah he's pushing three bills and this kid Vidal he's got to be a hundred and fifty pounds it's like soaking wet he does not look good he brother needs a carb um <laughs> he, he got he got his ass squashed though man and then Jonah took the mic For and real? said that. Jonah took the mic. He said that that the wrestling industry is talking about him. He said to take over Impact. He said his appearance at uh, New Japan San Jose show was a target moose. And since he had the title, however, he wanted to take out Alexander since every fan kept saying that Alexander was the best wrestler in the world. So strong promo, strong match, strong appearance by Jonah. I I fucking love this guy. I think he's going to be a big, big star for Impact. Hi, y'all. Double G here. My co-host, John LaRocca, and I have been re-watching episodes of 1997 raw the turning point year for the wwf and reviewing those episodes on fight game media network plus in 2022 we'll do the same thing with 1998 raw so if you miss some of the golden years of the wwf come hang out with us every week we'll break down the shows and the pay-per-views as well and give you context and insight through our research that will take you right back to that time frame It's wild watching these shows back with current eyes. Subscribe at patreon.com front slash fight game media.
0: First of all, unlike Chris Saban, whose music I don't hate, Jonah's (laughs) music is a fucking banger. Like straight up, his song is a banger. The lyrics are dope while I was listening to it. Second of all, man, like I was really like, uh, uh, like a side note. I was a really big fan saying that he showed up in New Japan for Impact Business. I thought that was big. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, and if you remember earlier in the year when we was talking, I said there's four people that if Impact and them, or at least one of them, I would be happy. And Jonah was at the top of my list.
1: Mm-hmm. It
0: was him. It was Buddy Murphy. I think Adam Sheer was the other one or whatnot. But Jonah was the top guy. I think Impact needs guys that people from all over want to wrestle, and he's yeah. one of those guys, man. I dig him. Yeah, yeah. And that I, top dog, and that top dog saying, man, that comes from a show from Australia called Wentworth. If you ain't know that,
1: I, I did not know that. That's good insight by you. I I, I'm not. I'm not up on uh, Australian pop culture there, so that's that's pretty cool, man. <laughs>
0: um, it's an Australian so- women's prison show. The top dog is the lead person in prison. It's a dope show. It's like an Australian origins of new black.
1: Okay. Okay, cool, man. Everybody go check that out. Let us know what you think of it. Um, we get a recap of turning points X division match where Miguel defeated Laredo kid and Steve Macklin Uh, afterwards uh, Miller interviewed Miguel about his win. Miguel said that he really wants to pin Macklin and shut his mouth. Um, But while he was talking, Macklin came out and beat the shit out of him. They got into a big fight. Security decides to jump in and pull them apart. And the next thing, you know, uh, Trey Miguel gets up on top of some boxes and then hit a flip and dive on top of, uh, on top of everybody. Um, and, And that was pretty cool. I, would have been more effective if it was in front of the people, but I I yeah. I, I dug it. I dug the whole segment, man. I really like this.
0: Yeah. Um, couple notes. One thing. It took one security guard to pull Trey Miguel
1: off.
0: Right? <laughs> that same security guy got his ass foot by Steve Macklin. It mm-hmm. took four security guards to hold back Steve Macklin from beating Trey Miguel's ass before he did that flip off of them boxes. <laughs> <laughs> it was saying, uh, another thing that had me laughing is when Macklin went and tapped him right away. You could tell that like Scott Demore or like Ed Norton was in the background, like "Don't hit the, the monitors, don't hit the TV." <laughs> saying like they turned around real quick to mm-hmm. make sure they ain't damage no property. But um, I gotta say, Scott Demore, thank you for making me look like a jackass on you know on Brace for Impact when I said you wouldn't make it a three-way. But I am digging this story, man. I am. I'm a big c Backler
1: fan. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I, I have full confidence that their match at Hard to Kill will be a singles match. I'm on board. It's a singles match. I don't think that they'll do another three-way there. So that's that's good. They've been doing a good job of telling the story. I just wish that I just wish the Laredo Kid wasn't the pawn in that story. I, I, I think that that's just a misuse of Laredo Kid. But that's just me. I-
0: I can agree with that, but until he's actually signed to a company, he's gonna be a talent that just makes other talent looks better. That's true. You know what I'm saying like, and that that's just it. Just is what it is. But the dude is so filthy when it comes to wrestling, man. I do wish that he actually gets some kind of a push because I do think people like um, every time he came out, he got a reaction, mm-hmm. and that's big in wrestling, man. Like if you, the worst thing that can happen in wrestling is you walk out and people don't do shit, people react. To- uh, to Laredo Kid, man, and I think you can build off of that, especially for a company that doesn't have a big presence in uh, the Luchador area.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, next, we get an installment of uh, Brian Myers' Learning Tree class. Uh, Myers wasn't in the venue, so VSK and Dice kept trying to talk to him over uh, Zoom. They wanted a substitute teacher uh, since they had lost a turning point. Um, and then tonight, they're facing uh, Fin Juice and hope to make amends with Myers. Zicky Dice said uh, something funny where he said, uh, he asked Myers, he goes, how's your scrotum? And then Myers hung up the phone. I thought <laughs> that was funny.
0: Yeah, that was, it was cool. It was what it was, man. You know, yeah. Zicky, slowly but surely, Zicky Dice is starting to talk more. Starting yeah. to see a little more personality.
1: I think they're going to see some real value in that guy. The guy, the guy's a hustler, man. He's good. Um, yeah uh backstage moose told morrissey that they needed to get rid of cardona morrissey said that it was any of that it wasn't any of his concern if cardona went after moose or not but moose argued that if cardona is president he can't give him a title shot morrissey brought up that moose hasn't given him a title shot since uh he already promised but moose convinced him to stay with him basically saying if you help me beat cardona i will give you a shot and uh morrissey agreed there um next we got savannah evans with tasha steels uh taking on rachel ellering um the winner of this so he's saying that the winner of this match qualifies uh to the hard to kill ultimate x match i didn't catch that in the show, so no i am gonna need a fact check on this deal um but this was a you know this was a hoss fight uh shoulder tackles early on kind of kind of went a little bit long um i, I to say that i I think because Evans is still a bit green, I felt like she struggled a little bit in this match um but you know it, it wasn't bad ellering hit a discus for him but got distracted with Steels and grace that were chasing each other around the ring ellering took out Steels, hit a tko on evans and then picked up the win um mm-hmm. you know it wasn't like a it wasn't like a bad match i just felt like they probably could have cut some of it out and and uh, this was the first time where where i was like okay evans is pretty new i that's kind of what it looked like here to me anyway
0: the positive for Rachel Evans tonight was that she got to show a little more personality. Yes. One of the things between uh, Kiara Hogan and Tasha Steels is that you could see that their personalities were somewhat similar, which is what made them uh, click as a tag team. With Rachel Evans, it was kind of like, not Rachel Evans, I'm sorry, Savannah <laughs> Evans. It was kind of <laughs> like, all right, you know, why is her and Tasha together? And tonight, I think you've seen a little bit of those personalities kind of come together so i dug that i do agree that this went a little too long though and yeah. i'm a huge rachel ellery fan i think she's probably the most underrated wrestler on the impact wrestling roster
1: yeah yeah i don't, I don't disagree with you there i'm a big fan of hers um so this this <laughs> this next segment i laughed so hard and i'm like pissed at myself uh so tenille dashwood returned and met up with the madison rain and caleb and then uh, they told her about the inspiration. Um, they said, "Hey, there's these new girls, this new tag team here, and they're from Australia." And Dashwood was annoyed that she wasn't the only Australian anymore. And then all of a sudden, both tag teams met, and then like they started off with the inspiration. They were putting lipstick on each other, and I don't know why I thought that was so funny. And then they turn around and they start getting closer. The two teams get closer, and then the three Australian chicks just start going crazy, and then Caleb with well, the K goes crazy. And he has no idea why he's going crazy. They're just excited to see each other. And then they're all best friends. And then Madison Rain is kind of like, what the hell am I getting myself into? And then they all walked away. I I don't know why I thought this was so funny, but it really worked for me.
0: Yeah. um, I didn't, I wasn't the biggest fan of this, but I didn't hate it. I died laughing when he said, I'm Caleb with a K. And they said, we're the inspiration with two eyes. I don't know why (laughs) that shit made me laugh. Um, (laughs) You gotta find a way to get your stars in the show, and they found a way to get them on, and it was effective.
1: Yeah. Uh, next, we got uh, something I really did like was a uh, Rich Swan and Willie Mac defeated Violent by Design of Joe Doring and Diener with Eric Young. Um, good, good, good match here. And then uh, after the match, um, Violent by Design started beating down uh, Mac and Swan, and then Rhino and Heath came out to make the save. Uh, strong segment. Looks like they're gonna tease. Surprise! Surprise! A three-way between these three teams as they uh, as they headed towards a tag team title gold.
0: So uh, it's good that they're actually putting some like um in that VBD uh, promo there. Eric Young made a point yes. to say that the titles were going to be in the mantle. So I like that he brought that up, and it seems like all these teams are going to be in the mix of that. But please, God, don't let it be another three-way. Don't let it be another multi-man <laughs> match.
1: Yeah, you, you, know, you know, it's going to be these three teams, and then somehow Finjuice is going to work their way back into it. Um, here's a, I you know, and I like all the teams individually. I just There's just no real storylines between any of them, other than Rhino and Heath versus Violent by Design. Like, that's an actual storyline. But um, the, the rest of them are all just kind of like – doing, not doing much. They're, they're having matches, but they're all kind of meaningless. So, Agreed. um, um, and you know, we have a new team in uh, Rohit Raju and, um, and his tag team partner, uh, for the Daisy hit squad, you know, they could be a tag team. I don't know, but, uh, next they came out with a, a backstage. Hernandez asked Johnny Swinger, what happened to Russell house? He told him that if he had indeed gotten married, he would have given him the big wad of cash. And then the Daisy hit squad and Lawrence D Lawrence D Larry D returning with his ring, Russ cologne doing his new comedy character, um, came calling uh, Raju uh, Riff Raff, and then they got mad, and now Raju and Larry D are having a match next week. Okay. Hey, this hey, was just like a bunch of random things happening.
0: <laughs> it, 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 it was, but don't bury the lead, man. If you're a crypto fan, go get that Desi coin.
1: <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, get the, get the Desi coin. Uh, hopefully, hopefully they do a crypto gimmick. That would be pretty funny.
0: One of the best things uh JD ever said on this show, man. Rohit Raju is bulletproof. He was the star in this segment. The dude shines in anything you give him.
1: Yep. Yeah, he's he's fantastic. I, I don't know that I like this uh Lawrence D character outside of Russell House. Um willing to give it a chance, but I think I just want to see the old Larry D back uh coming in with his whooping ass. But we'll we'll see. You know, they they want to make the guy entertaining and make him a comedy character. We'll see how it works.
0: Yeah, I'm a I'm a I, I, my mama said if you ain't got nothing nice to say, right? So I'm gonna just leave <laughs> yeah. it at that. But it goes to the Lord's D. Cause I like Larry D. So we'll say that.
1: Yeah, I'm a I'm a Larry D fan. Um so we get to the main event, man. We're we're already there. We got Mad Card Matt Cardona and Eddie Edwards defeating Impact World Champion Moose and W. Morrissey. Um, so yeah, this, this feud has been going on, going on quite a while here. Um, Cardona and Morrissey started the match, uh, after Moose dodged away from Cardona. He and Edwards were able to dominate Morrissey early on and clear the ring. But once back in the ring, Morrissey cut him off after Cardona distracted himself with Moose. Um, they get some, they get some heat, uh, Morrissey pushed, um, So uh, Cardona escaped Morrissey's hold and tagged in Edwards and he had a good hot tag, but suddenly Morrissey pushed him off the top rope all the way to the floor. Um, Morrissey and Moose now had Edwards cut off from his corner. So they worked him over for another couple minutes going after his head. They did a good job isolating him and keeping Cardona off the apron for when uh, Edwards managed to escape them. Eventually Cardona tagged in, took out Morrissey, finally got his hands on Moose, hit a code breaker, code breaker running kick uh, for a two count. Uh, Edwards took out Morrissey with a dive, leaving Moose in the ring and Cardona um, to counter the lights out, hit a uranage with a roll up, the dreaded roll up, the kryptonite for Moose uh, to, uh, to beat the world champion. Uh, and then after the match Moose turned on or Morrissey turned on Moose and laid him out with the big boot. So that Alliance is completely over. So, um, you know, thoughts on the match and then thoughts on fucking Moose losing uh, losing this early, getting pinned. Oh, my
0: God. The match was fine. The match was good. Um, Jesus. Moose losing. You're trying to make a monster heel. You were trying to make this guy a monster heel, the biggest badass in your fucking locker room. And you have, and I don't mind him. I like Matt Cardona or whatnot. It just to have him pin. I don't give a shit how well this match ends. It should not have ended with the champion being pinned.
1: No. No. So Moose should not have lost a single fall until he lost to Josh Alexander. That should have been the big moment, right? Yes. They, should have, they should have built that up. But instead, just so they could have an excuse to get Cardona in the match, and they don't need Cardona in that match hard to kill. Moose, Moose versus Morrissey is a fine main event for a pay-per-view. I, I, I don't think it's, gonna, it's a draw, but for impact, that's a good pay-per-view main event, and I think those two guys can have a good match. You don't need an excuse to get Cardona in it. I, what I would have done here is I would have just had um, I would have just had Morrissey pin Eddie Edwards, who was banged up anyway, and then after the match, turn on Moose, and then there's your match. like, simple. You know- Keep it simple, stupid, but instead they have to find an excuse to have a three-way because they think that they the more people they have in the match, the more interesting it becomes, and that's not the case. The, the biggest wrestling matches in history are all one-on-one. It's like, you, you, there are some big three-way matches, but for the most part, they aren't as remembered as your one-on-one matches. They they just don't last as long.
0: You you You're not wrong. This was... If I could speak bluntly, I fucking hated this. I hate the fact that this is a three-way. I truly do. Logical booking says that you're not going to put Moose against Alexander for a while. So why do you need to pile more opponents in one match? Spread them out. Mm -hmm. What what is wrong with that? What is wrong with giving Cardona a match and then Morrissey a match or vice versa? You do not have to make this a three-way. And on top of that, what the fuck are we doing with Eddie Edwards right now? Why is he there? And and why? And before, I'm sorry to get off the subject, bro, because I forgot to ask you this earlier. If I can go back a little bit, why is Chris Sabin just being used as a pawn in Deanna Perazzo's story? (laughs) Yes,
1: yeah, what the hell? Yeah, I I don't get that at all. I maybe he's like in between stories because he just he just finished Ace Austin's story, so now they're gonna give him another story, but it's obviously not gonna be Ray Wall. He already beat that tomato can, so I, I I don't know. What's going on? So he's just kind of you know waiting in the wings, and hopefully by the time Hard to Kill comes around, they have something for him.
0: I, I bring that up because he should be feuding with Morrissey right now. Mm-hmm. You give Morrissey that feud, you give Cardona Moose and Hard to Kill or whatnot, which makes sense for Cardona's one-year anniversary to get his first title shot. That'd be cool. Morrissey goes against Sabin, who will probably put on a banger of a match because Chris sabin Chris Saban doesn't put on bad matches. And there you have it. Like you said, keep it simple. Like putting these, putting these three together, and I'm sure it'll be a good match. The difference um, when these two, when those two face each other, a turning point. Like you said, it was a WWE type match. Moose is going to break that up, and I think they're actually going to have a good match. But the there's no need for it. I, I really don't believe there is, and I'm sure they'll have some story that I might even enjoy. But I'm not for
1: it. Yeah, yeah. O- on the surface, right now, it just it just comes across as just lazy, like typical paint by numbers impact, throw everybody into the match. And, you know, and then, and then they didn't even announce that this was the main event on the show. They waited till the show went off the air and then they announced it on turn or on Twitter where they released the video, like, Hey, after, you know, exclusive after the show goes off the air, Scott DeMore came out and announced that this was the the main event of hard to kill. So I I thought that was kind of weird too. Like, there was, you know, they, they could have cut half of that damn Savannah Evans-Rachel Ellering match and actually had, you know, that closing segment where they announced their main event or the next pay-per-view.
0: That's a damn good point. How many segments was Scott DeMora on TV tonight? Including the one that went... Yeah, too many.
1: Yeah, yeah. Including
0: too, the too one many. that was off the fucking air.
1: Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, it had to be like five or six. And a lot of it's just, you know, I think a J.D., um, compared him to Kermit the Frog or <laughs> whatever, where he, where everything just kind of revolves around him. Like the central character of this television show is Scott Damore, and he's like on the, while the TV show is going, he's putting together the TV show as it's happening, right? Yeah, I- Impact is a TV show about putting together a TV show, and, <laughs> the main, and the main character is Scott Damore trying to hold it all together. Like that's kind of what this TV show is becoming
0: yeah i didn't I'm, I'm not there's so like you can give you 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 can use so much more time if you cut him out of these segments for real like i like when i see aew and i see two people arguing you just hear Excalibur all of a sudden say oh tony khan says it's a match and you mm-hmm. have a fucking backstage segment where he's showing up talking to this dude and blah 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 and i do not hate scott the more, but less is more man less is mm-hmm. more
1: yeah man they 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 got this guy all all up and down the show man so um but you know you know overall thoughts on the show thumbs up thumbs down thumbs in the middle
0: this is a big thumbs up for me man i really like this show i thought it went i thought it went smooth I, it was easy to watch. very easy to watch that's the best thing a wrestling show can be
1: yeah yeah easy to watch um exciting exciting in parts you know what i really liked about it and um i think you know, this this last set of Vegas tapings, they really did a lot better job of lighting the crowd, I think, mm-hmm. and actually putting microphones in the crowd because I felt like the crowd sounded great during these during this episode.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, ironically after bound for glory, which, you know, as much. So let me clarify something real quick. Saying that I enjoyed Bound for Glory does not mean at all that it wasn't disappointing. So let me put that out there. And ever, ever since Bound for Glory happened, it seems like they know it was disappointing mm-hmm. because they've improved on everything that's been done to that show dramatically. And I mean, so Turning Point looked great. The tapings have looked great. The show is more enjoyable to watch that way. And they're doing different things. One thing that was great this, um, tonight... The commentary team being back on TV, yeah, that makes a world of difference itself.
1: Yeah, yeah, they actually had the the table down there at ringside, which I thought was a good a good change of pace, as opposed to them doing everything in post production, uh, Mm because it it seems so contrived in post production. And and you know, and Matt Stryker is still he's he's a dork you know, he's kind of, he's kind of annoying. That's just his nature. But I thought he sounded a lot better this week. He, he didn't, he annoyed me less this week, which was good.
0: I I hear that. I feel like the energy that D'Lo is somewhat faking is the energy that Matt Stryker needs to have all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like D'Lo's trying to bring it out of him or whatnot. Like, Hey man, wake the fuck up where, you know, we're trying to, call this match so I, and I, I hate you and bq and jd for pointing that out to me like i, <laughs> yeah. I like i said i started paying more attention and i'm just like this guy does kind of fucking suck <laughs> i'm saying so like um and his lucha underground stuff is so good and when he's on point he's on point like that whole diana perrazzo segment Matt striker was gold man i loved everything mm-hmm. he was doing but there's certain stuff where i'm just like dude man. I'm just like when, when when Jonah was out there Jonah is here this sounds so fucking boring. And and, and like DeLo was trying to get excited about it. And your your job as a as a commentator is to make the experience at home a lot better. And I don't think Matt Stryker is doing that for the 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 people on television. And get Veda Scott in
1: there. Yeah, or Ian Rickaboni, Veda Scott, um either or both. I think I think, you know, putting just get rid of Stryker, put rickabani veda scott and d brown three-man booth i think that would work great i think that'd be awesome
0: yeah yeah but i'm not i I'm not I, I keep hearing about ian man i'm not really familiar with the roh product. i've watched it a few times but i gotta check dude out man but i, I i'm all for it because i don't think it can get any worse i'm not a fan of dude anymore i can't no, do it
1: no no man no um well, hey, if, uh, if you're listening to us here on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts, this is the free version of, uh, of Brace for Impact, and I really appreciate you joining us. Uh if you want a little bit of extra content, head over to Fight Game Media Network Plus Plus. go to fight, go to patreon.com backslash or forward slash fight game media. Uh become a subscriber. Uh our our, our dude got illa here. He's a subscriber. Hey, if you subscribe to the show, I might actually tag you into fucking host sometime. So that 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 could be <laughs> that, that could that could be fun. I think uh from the Patreon subscribers, I think got illa is the the third different guest host I've pulled from uh From that pool. So that is definitely, that is definitely what we end up doing. So um, yeah, go go over there. Uh, I will go ahead and run down real quick. Just some of the things that we're going to be talking about. Uh, We're going to talk about uh, Russell house, the ratings from last week, and then this week's ratings, the differences between the two. Uh, I want to I wanna bring up some ideas on how I would book Thanksgiving next year. Um, and then we're going to talk about who we would like to see in the uh, KOs or the Knockouts Ultimate X match. Uh, Big Swole was just released from AEW, so we're going to talk about her a little bit. Uh, some Slammiversary stuff with their VHS tapes selling out. New sponsors coming in and Impact's live event in uh, Fort Lauderdale. Plus, we actually solicited a Q and A, so we got some um, some subscriber questions on uh, on Twitter. Man, they hit us up. Uh, uh, God, Godilla's gonna talk some hip hop with us, man. So that's gonna be real, real cool. So head on over to patreoncom slash fightgamemedia to subscribe to Fight Game Media Network Plus, and you can get uh, you can get the extended cut of this show with all the extra content that we bring you. Illa, uh, before we sign off well, with uh, with our free show, why don't you go ahead and and drop your um, your Instagram and your Twitter.
0: Uh, my Instagram is TheBees176 and Twitter is at Godilla Uh, go there you can check out the Revolutionaries album with me and my man Revelation
1: that's what's up and and what's the name of your new single
0: Uh, the new single that's out right now that we're pushing is called The Snap it's on the album go check it out my man Godjo's made the beat crazy Crazy.
1: Yeah. And uh we, we actually shared that song in the fight game Media Facebook group, got a lot of good replies, man. People are really digging it. So go ahead and check that out. Download it. Buy the album, man. Uh throw some money this dude's way. He's uh he's busting his ass out there, um, knocking out some badass music. So hey, uh that's gonna do it for us on the free feed. Uh join us on Patreon, all right.